Good morning, everyone watching live on BAM YouTube. Let me know in the comments where you are tuning in from. The hot sheet covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. On today's hot sheet, I will discuss Zillow's home value index, Fed minutes, unemployment, and cooling inflation. Today is Thursday, April 13th, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. Okay, here we go. More data on home values that are increasing and not decreasing. It looks like it is the consensus. Hit the thumbs up and please consider sharing the show. It's the best way to support right now. Zillow Home Index just released yesterday supports uh, the story that we went over from or the report from CoreLogic yesterday on, on the hot sheet where uh, national home prices just bottomed out according to CoreLogic. While Zillow's home values index would support that claim. Zillow just released yesterday uh, that home values are at $334,269. That would be up 5% on one year. And also pending sales are coming in around 20 days. That is according to this Zillow home index. So if we look back just one month ago when Zillow reported their home index, they were at 327,514. Okay, still the one year value unchanged at five percent at plus five percent. And if we look at today, it's 334,000. So Core Logic says prices have bottomed out and we are nowhere, or we're, we're going nowhere but up from here. Zillow's data would support that claim. Here's a, a quick market overview from Zillow 1.9% is the one-year market forecast. Uh, that's a forecast that they put out on March 31st. Uh, so they, they're forecasting over the next year for us to gain about 2% in home values. Uh, 0.987 median sale to list ratio and 23.9% of sales over list price, 57.2% of sales under list price. And again, the 20 median days to pending. Here is the chart from Zillow on the one year. You can see here in uh, the middle of the year last year, third quarter, as rates started to come up, we started to see these prices uh, go down. That's this trend line here. And now we've seen this bottoming out of prices and prices are on their way up as we move forward with this spring market. This chart here, which everything is available for you down below in the, we can pick everything up, all our sources and all of our charts down below in the daily download. This chart from Fortune uh, showed yesterday, I'm including it again today, just in case you missed it, uh, is also showing that we are at the bottom of the price. And they believe that uh, by the end of 2023, we're going to get back to peak pricing. Okay. So they believe we've hit bottom now and we are headed towards peak pricing. Now, what's going to happen in quarter three, quarter four after this spring market remains to be seen. Okay. CoreLogic is indicating, like we discussed yesterday, that home values are just going to keep going up through 2023, four and five. That's their forecast that we're going to see values go up. Uh, I'm more and, and Zillow's got 1.9% overall in the whole year doesn't mean that you might have month over month declines 
in quarter three and quarter four. I would be in the camp that quarter four looks like we might have some months where we decline. Remember, we had seven straight months of month over month home value declines across the country until last month where we saw the first month increase. Okay. If we look back to what happened in 2007, 8, 9, 10, and 11, and I'm not comparing this market to that, totally different credit situations, certainly different, um, certainly different banking situations. Okay. Uh, during those months where you did have some month over month appreciation in the first half of the year, the seasonality of the market, the spring market between now and, and say the end of May, you did see month over month declines later in the year. Okay. I have some charts that actually reflect that data. Here's a chart showing us from fortune, um, just this year comparison to 2022 last year, last year, we did see these values go up according to the Zillow home index. And then of course a sharp decline when we had seven months straight of home values declining, we're on our way back up in the red 2023. And if we look at this next chart from Lance Lambert at fortune, uh, it shows us those 2007, 8, 9, 10, and 11 years where you did see um, increases in the beginning of the year and, and then uh, the, the seasonality drop off towards the end of the year. Now, a big difference here, and I'm sorry, you can't see that one. There we go. Big difference here. Uh, here was the previous one. I don't think you guys could see it. There's 2022 to 2023. We don't have as big of an increase as we did in 2022, but it remains to be seen if we're going to have this type of 2022 sharp decline this year. I think I'd be in the camp that with all the uncertainty in the economy that in quarter four, we could have some type of flattening or declining month over month. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't expect this sharp of a decline this year. If we look at this year in comparison to what's going on, what happened in 2007 through 11, we're, we're above any of those years in increases here in quarter one. So here we are 2023 in the red. That's well above anything that happened in 2007 to 2011 when they didn't experience this, you know, the seasonal drop off later in the year. Seasonal drop off is expected. Um, and there's a lot of variables, obviously, that would go into this year's drop off if one were to take shape. So core logic now, and we're going to wait for the official Case Schiller word, um, which will come for February, I think won't come till the end of April, which uh, seems a little crazy. We'll almost be into May, but that's how they're going to do it. Uh, and that'll be kind of like the, the final nail in the coffin that yes, home prices have bottomed and they're going up. Uh, a couple more charts just to show that the home price correction has lost geographical steam. So again, a fortune, uh, and you can see that this home price decline is shrinking rapidly here as we uh, as we move into the spring market, uh, September, October, November, December. We look nothing like that right now. And then uh, over on the right here, you can see how sharp we've come back uh, towards home price growth. Okay, so um, home price decline uh, has shrunk quite a bit from the last six, seven months. 
And we still never even touched what we saw in those 2008, 9, 10, 11, and 12 years. So there you go on home price updates. Zillow is validating what we've got out there. And if you want a regional look, I'll drop this down below. Uh, I know we're going to have a top 400 market outlook coming from Fortune here soon, but this also shows um, you know, some, some of the top 30 markets anyways. This is uh, top 30 markets in America. And you can see if you go over to the, to the very far right, March 2020 to the peak, those values, the lowest value you have increase would be New York, it looks like. No, I'm sorry, uh, Baltimore at 24.08%. New York's pretty close at 24.2%. And I mean, most of these are up over 30%. You've got over 40 and 50%. Miami and Atlanta are up over 50% from March 2020 to the peak. And then if we just take it since March 2020, not to the peak, but all the way to today, you have everybody in green. Okay, so... Um, if you look at just the last three years, everybody's significantly in green, 20 plus percent or more in the top 30 markets across America. And now we're into a spring market that is showing signs of home prices going up month over month. So for any home buyer or shopper that that is being advised to wait until 2020 prices come back, they're going to miss the boat. They're going to miss the opportunity. These prices are not coming back. We're in a we're in a spring right now where prices are going up even more from these numbers on the right. Okay, so you can have some some small month over month declines like you've seen in Los Angeles at 0.84 percent, or year to date in LA at negative 2.89 percent. But since March 2020, LA is up 27.76 percent. And across the country right now, we're experiencing a spring market where we're going to have home prices increase month over month. So that 27.76% in LA, for example, could look like 28 or 29% by the end of the spring market when you take it from March 2020 prices forward to today. Buyers who are waiting for this 20, 30, 40% cliff are not going to get it. They're not getting the 2008 mortgage crisis windfall of home prices. They're going to be sadly mistaken if they're taking that advice from YouTube channels like Reventure and other sources who are just playing into people's hopes and dreams and spreading this type of nonsense. Okay. Uh, you do have some localized areas that have taken a bigger hit than others. You can look at San Francisco on the chart where they're down from the peak year over year at the largest here out of the top 30 markets at 0.1070%. Okay. That being said, since March, 2020, even San Francisco with all the problems they have are up 20.26% and March, 2020 to the peak, they grew 33.72%. Across the country right now, Zillow, CoreLogic and others are saying we are in, uh, a bottoming out of prices and prices are going up. So buyers need to take that into consideration. If they need to buy this year, uh, they're likely not going to get that significant decline in price that they might have been hoping for or that they potentially were getting the wrong advice uh, from some of these people on YouTube that just don't know what the hell they're talking about, which is why 
you tune into the hot sheet every single day so that you can stay informed on exactly what is happening. Okay, what's happening with uh, the Fed right now? They released their minutes from March 21st, March 22nd meeting yesterday, and uh, they expect banking crisis to cause a recession this year. That's what the minutes showed from yesterday. So they typically will wait three weeks to release the minutes. You know, obviously they went up with the 25 basis point, uh, you know, the interest hike last meeting. They announced that after the meeting, Jerome Powell takes questions, but now they have the minutes and we see everything that was discussed in that meeting. Fallout from the U.S. banking crisis is likely to tilt the economy into recession later this year. So the Fed believes that that's what's happening. So yesterday when we were talking about, hey, you know, if the Fed comes out and does another 25 basis point hike on this next meeting, maybe they believe recession is further away. That was a signal that, you know, I was reading into. Well, we know the answer now. The Fed does believe a recession is coming before the end of the year. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do on this next meeting. If they go up another 25 basis points, if they do, then I would have to believe that they don't believe this recession that they're predicting is going to be that deep or that significant uh, because it would it would seem crazy to go up another 25 basis points if you believe a deep, significant recession is looming over the economy this year. Federal Reserve staff gave FOMC members a presentation about potential repercussions from the failure of Silicon Valley Bank. Of course, we heard from Warren Buffett yesterday who doesn't believe uh, that this bank crisis is going to ever impact depositors uh, this year and that other uh, in the financial sector that began in early March. So um, vice chair for supervision, Michael Barr, so the banking sector, he's the one that's uh, basically doing the investigation on, on what happened with SVB. It's sound and resilient. Staff economists said the economy will take a hit, though, because of this. So it's interesting. Warren Buffett and the Fed, banking is good. Banking is strong. It's resilient. Don't worry about your deposits. But that being said, it's going to cause a recession here in the economy. So watch out for that recession. Somebody's got to take the pain um, later this year. And they believe that before the end of the year, we will see that recession, which we know what happens to uh, a lot of middle class and uh, lower income earning residents in America when we go through a recession. So nobody's cheering that on for sure, uh, but that is now what the Fed is predicting. Uh, also in the in the minutes, given their assessment of potential economic effects of the recent banking sector developments, the staff projection at the time of March meeting included a mild recession starting this year with a recovery over the, uh, the next two years. Okay. So it's going to take potentially two years to recover from this recession. And I would, I would just group into that what the Fed has done to break the U.S. economy. It's going to take us time to recover from that, the money printing machine, and then the pulling back uh, in, in such a steep way. Projections following the meeting indicated that Fed officials expect gross domestic product growth of just 0.4% for all of 2023. So GDP at just 0.4%. We were at what? Um, first quarter is tracking around 2.2%. Okay, so that's going to indicate a significant pullback later in the year. And that's where I think going back to like the home prices where, okay, we've seen this bottoming out and I can certainly see over the next few months, month over month increases on, on home values. But if we go into this recession second half of the year, if we do get inventory to come back onto the market in places like 
the Northeast because of tax assessments and some of these other things that we've been talking about, then I could see a formula where in quarter four, especially in a recessionary time, that we do see home values start month over month to go down again for those buyers that are seriously waiting on the sidelines for some relief in price. I don't know where the mortgage rate's going to be then. There's belief that it's going to be down, but you know I could potentially see that, okay? Um, crisis has caused some speculation that Fed might hold the line on rates, but officials stress that more uh, is needed to be done to tame inflation. So there's still belief that, and I think the market's still pricing this in, that we're going to have a 25 basis point hike here on the next meeting, um, which last meeting when we went up to 475 to 5%, it was the highest level since 2007. Okay. So uh, now what, what I did find interesting because I skimmed through, I didn't read every single word, but I did skim through. I maybe should have dumped it into chat GPT to tell me, um, but I went through the PDF of all the minutes and I did not see any language on housing. I just found this interesting because last, last minute release, um, you know, I highlighted on this show one one specific line in the min, in the minutes that said while valuations remained high the potential for large declines in property value remain greater than usual and that was talking about both commercial and residential large declines in property value remain greater than usual that was in the last minutes report that was not in this minutes report or anything like that when it comes to housing so I don't know if they just were just too caught up in all the bank stuff in this last meeting to really get to it, but there was no strong language about uh, a potential for large declines in property value remaining greater than usual. And of course, since that meeting and this meeting, we've now seen these reports, CoreLogic, Zillow Home Index, that are reflecting a bottom of prices and prices going up. And now that's residential. I, I would still agree with large declines in property value on commercial. And we reported a couple of those here on this show. We've already seen that take shape. So I would agree there, but when we talk about residential, certainly at the median price points, I wouldn't expect that coming. Uh, what is coming, which will put a smile on Jerome's face because he wants to see people lose jobs to make his job easier. Uh, what is coming is more jobless claims. Bloomberg reports U.S. jobless claims increased to 239,000, led by a jump in California. Applicants for benefits rose for the first time in three weeks. California made up over a third of rise in unadjusted data. Okay, so applicants for U.S. unemployment benefits rose for the first time in these three weeks. Uh, initial unemployment claims rose by 11,000 to 239,000 in the week ending April 8th. Uh, the Labor Department data showed this uh, today when they released this this morning. The median forecast in a Bloomberg survey of economists was for 235,000 applicants. So it beat expectations. There's a chart here uh, that I guess you can't see. Beautiful. All right. Well, uh, the chart's down below, basically um, beating the expectations from 200. Uh, 35,000 to 239,000 continuing claims are uh, 181,000. Okay. So, uh, and you do see on the chart here, if you, if you grab it down below with all the other charts on the home values that are down below, you do see a pretty, 
pretty big uh, line increase anyways here in, in quarter one. So uh, certainly the biggest increase we've seen in the last year when you look at when you just look at the chart, it, uh, which, of course, no, nope, you can't see it. OK, there you go. Um, there, so, listen, there's still a belief that the Fed's not going to stop increasing rates until we see the job market break. What are the signals we've seen that are starting to trend towards a job market breaking? Well, we had 11 million job openings about a month ago, and now for the first time, we're under 10 million job openings, okay? Um, now here for the first time, we're starting to see uh, you know, this number really go up, this jobless claims number go up, and it was the, uh, the first increase in three weeks, okay? So these are all signals that the job market is breaking. Uh, the Fed wants to see wage growth break. They don't want to see wage growth uh, on some runaway train. I know these things sound weird. And, you know, if you want a good, strong economy, you'd want good jobs. Uh, but as the Fed tries to inflate, fight inflation, this is one of the tools, you know, breaking the job market that they're going to use to get inflation down to 2%. Uh, separate data last week showed that there are more people working or seeking a job, okay, uh, and vacancies are dropping, okay? So that, that, that could be contrary to what I just said, but job openings fell in February to the lowest level in 2021. I did just say that. While labor force participation rose in March to the highest share in three years, a better balance between labor supply and demand could help ease some wage pressures and therefore inflation going forward, Okay. Another report Thursday, so just today, um, another good inflation report came out, shows that U.S. producer prices fell in March by the most since the start of the pandemic. Following data out Wednesday uh, indicated a moderation in consumer price pressures. So really three good reports in a row with yesterday's CPI, which you can check out on uh, yesterday's hot sheet this consumer price report as well as the jobs report. So three positive reports in a row uh, and the stock futures today, let's see what the stock market is doing. Uh, stock futures were reacting well. Yeah, uh, Dow's up after open, just a little bit, not much kind of flat, but uh, futures were up and so, the markets initially liked these uh, producer price index and coming off of the CPI yesterday. Okay. Coming off of uh, this show, what you should do immediately if you want to take your business to the next level in 2023, specifically your branding and your marketing, is join me on May 5th down here in Naples, Florida at the Ritz-Carlton Tiburon. From 8 to noon, we're going to be going mastermind on Instagram audits. There's only 12 seats and there's only a few left. So this is going to be a personal Instagram audit for your business, as well as a personal plan to build the YouTube channel, just like Ken Pozak did in Orlando. It's the best YouTube channel in real estate for a local market. I'm going to show you exactly how to do that and build a plan for your market, as well as how to get all the video editing done. Then we're going to do lunch Then we're going to do golf. We're going to spend all day together so you can pick my brain, as well as Eric, the broke agent, Ken Pozak, Dan O'Neill, and Bobby, our lead producer on anything that you want related to your business. We'll cap off the day with drinks at the patio, Ritz, uh, Carlton Tiburon. Everything is there and everything is all inclusive. So go down below to get the link and join me May 5th, Cinco de Mayo down here in Naples. Also, next week, uh, or, or 
down below. Get the Hooks uh, ebook. We've got that. And then later today at 5 p.m., we have the walkthrough here on the channel. Make sure you are subscribed for that. Let's take a quick look at where we are on the 10-year before we sign off today, which we can't. I don't, I don't know what is going on here. Just love technology. There we go. Of course. Of course. All right. Uh, 10-year, I'll tell you where it is. It's down a tick. It's at 3.38. Okay. So we're staying holding under the 3.4. Yesterday, we did see the 30-year fix come down. According to Mortgage News Daily, the 30-year fix uh, was at 6.42% yesterday off of the 6.52 from the day before. Hopefully, the 10-year will continue to move down today, and we could see another decline in the 30-year fixed. That is it. Hope to see you May 5th down here in Naples. Until then, until tomorrow morning here on the hot sheet as well, toodaloo.